You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into the sunny, sunny days, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com, coming on another installment of Blue Jays Fan Friday here on the podcast. Woo! I know. Celebrate good times. Come on. Um, yeah. Uh, going to be a shorter Fan Friday uh, this week, because I know y'all want to get ready for that late, late start between the Raptors and Warriors in Game 4 tonight. Which, I mean, Toronto should have this series, right? I mean, Kevin Durant's still not playing. I don't know. Um, meanwhile, the Blue Jays are in action as of recording. Playing host to the Diamondbacks in the first of three games. And so far, nothing's happened. It's nil-nil, top of the third. Marcus Stroman doing Marcus Stroman things, which is what we want to see. And of course, the Blue Jays can't solve Merrill Kelly because he's a random Korean league pitcher who got paid to come back. So we will have sporadic updates as this episode goes along. But um, as I said, it's Fan Friday. So I uh, want to focus on... Um, a big topic, I guess, that was uh, proposed to me. And then probably second half, we'll talk a little bit about um, about the series with the Diamondbacks, I suppose. But I did want to start with our fan post question. And this comes from Jay's Rob at Jabroni Rob, who asks, um, as bad as Edwin Jackson has been, don't think the Blue, the Blue Jays have many other options as a fifth. So how much longer do we have to see this pathetic performance? I kind of figured Edwin Jackson would be a topic today, considering that he gave up six runs, only two of them were earned, and managed to drop his ERA by over a full run with that performance last night. Like, the... The scorekeeper was very, very kind to Edwin Jackson. But no, he has been completely ineffective for this Toronto team. And it's very noticeable and very bad. And again, I keep teasing that I'm going to actually write about it. But just in case it seems like a good idea to talk about it here. Um, Edwin Jackson is completely indicative of the lack of starting options that the Blue Jays are comfortable with using right now. Um, Because, I mean, we've seen the lengths they've gone through. They continue to run Edwin Jackson out there. They've used Ryan Fearabend. They've brought up Jacob Wogsback for one outing, and then he got injured. Um, they've used Thomas Pannone. Pannone has not shown an ability to have the same kind of mentality as a starter than he has as a long man out of the bullpen 
which is weird, but whatever. If you want to keep using him like Sam Cavilio and he wants to keep performing like that, then keep using him. But um, it just speaks to the lack of organizational depth that the Blue Jays have been battling the past couple seasons in that they haven't been able to get starting pitching help, essentially. Because when you think of, like, young pitchers who can come in and and give a spot start to the Blue Jays, on the roster, there there aren't many other options. Like like I said, Wagspack came up because of San, Aaron Sanchez's finger issues. Pitched five innings, went on the DL. Womp womp. Um, Sean Reed Foley has not looked good. Like he's, I I know, um, they say he is turning the corner a little bit, but the numbers still aren't good for Sean Reed Foley. Still has an ERA north of six. Um, still is walking almost as many batters as he strikes out. Um, his last start against Rochester, he walked five batters and struck out five batters, which, you know, not great. Continued uh, his trend of pretty much lowering his ERA every time, but again, that got it down to 646. Not what you want to throw up in the major leagues. Um, you look at... Uh, other guys who are on this roster who might be able to um, kind of make that jump. And there aren't many because the options are in AA New Hampshire and they're not even close to being considered for one of those. I, I call them like Matt Boyd spot starts because Boyd is the one who did it a couple years ago when the Blue Jays were, you know, in playoff contention. And, like, there's not really a guy who can, you can say, okay, he, he can come up and give us five innings. Because, like, you look at the starters who are on the roster in New Hampshire, Hector Perez continues to be wild and continues to give up a boatload of hits. And, you know, you, you don't want to use him. Um, Nate Pearson is on this like two inning, five inning rotational schedule. So you're not going to get any innings out of him. Um, the better options are Yancy Diaz and Patrick Murphy, both of whom are on the 40 man roster, but are performing okay in New Hampshire and really should only be considered if it's like an utter emergency. So that doesn't give the Blue Jays a lot of options for like top tier talent to come up and like get seasoning or something at least during the season. So Edwin Jackson's going to be that guy who just goes out and continues to get innings. And I know what I just said um, kind of flies in the face of Jesus from the couch writer, Karen Suter, who said, um, she thinks piece by piece they are building a young core of position players with potential. They need just need to find consistency from one game to the next. Maybe Panone should get a start or two. Sean Reed Foley has been getting better, I think. Well, again, um, he's still walking a lot of batters. And you cannot be a starter in the major leagues if you are continuously handing out free passes. It just does not work. 
Um, again, you can use Pinone in a pinch, but starter Pinone has been just as effective as Edwin Diaz. Or Edwin Diaz. Yeah, I'd love to have the Mets closer right now. Edwin Jackson. Sorry. It's Friday. Um, but I, I just don't think Pinone is proving himself to be a major league starter either. He seems to have a mentality that's better suited for bullpen work as a long man or as like a one to two inning lefty guy. Um, uh, Chris at call me Chris 316 pretty much confirmed it. Um, rotation is what it is right now. No other real options in the minors. Sean Fully not consistent enough to earn promotion. Jackson is here to eat innings until someone breaks through. He gets a few more starts. The only problem with that is Edwin Jackson's not eating innings. He continuously gets in trouble early and continues to give away the game before the Blue Jays even have a chance to get in it. And he, he gets pulled. Like, in the fourth inning. That's not what you're paying him to do if at all. <laughs> so it, it's very hard to define yourself as an inning eater when you seem to have the appetite of a supermodel. So I, I'm not sure how long he can keep doing that. Um, Violet Brown at Brown 01 Violet. Um, overall, it's great to see a kid's play. Keeping an open mind with Teoscar in center field, but he needs to perform to convince me. Violet's starting to think a pitching machine is a better fifth starter than Jackson, but they don't see a solution in the minors. Maybe sign Big Sexy, which, I mean, Bartolo Colon would definitely be entertaining in a Blue Jays uniform, and you could tick another team off on his magical mystery tour. I mean, shoot, you gave Edwin Jackson, what, his 14th different cap? You could find a home for... Bartolo Colon, I guess. I I said before the season started, I would have liked to see James Shields brought in. Shields, probably the biggest starter left on the market now that Dallas Keuchel finally signed. But I'm not sure he's going to get a shot this season, just the way things are going. So, um, yeah, I I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Bartolo Colon. It can't hurt at this point. Pretty sure Bartolo's not giving up 10 runs in two and a third innings. But, yeah, it it is the situation that the Blue Jays find themselves in. And it's going to continuously be difficult just knowing that until Ryan Barucki is cleared to pitch or um, uh, Clay Buckles uh, feels better, that that is going to be the fifth option. And I know... Um, Laura Armstrong uh, had a good tweet um, about the responsibility that Edwin Jackson has been showing and why he's getting rave reviews for his off-field influence, which is good. I mean, we said before about building the right atmosphere in this clubhouse, especially with a lot of young players around. Um Having Edwin Jackson as that example, how he's still handling his responsibilities with that that poise and dignity, um, yeah, it's it's a positive. But you know what else is a positive? Giving your team a chance to win, and Edwin has not been doing that. He's he's uh, 
still firmly entrenched well below Encarnacion in the Blue Jays' Edwin Power Rankings. Um, we will wrap up with some brief talk about the Diamondbacks uh, right after this, but just a reminder that this episode has been partially brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't hate like Karen's trip. I mean, Karen's doing great. And this is not the Karen from jeesfromcouch.com. This is a hypothetical Karen who, you know, is, is the one posting all those uh, all those beautiful landscape portraits of Spain or Napa or I don't know. Where else do people go? Tennessee? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, don't hate like Karen's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere you go. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we are back to wrap up this edition of Fan Friday on the Locked On Blue Jays podcast. Um... So yeah, checking in, um, we are in the bottom of the third, still nil-nil. Blue Jays have their first hit, comes from Freddie Galvis, it's a single, so yay. Um, but yeah, it's it's looking like a pitcher's duel early, <laughs> which, I mean, sure, Merrill Kelly in a pitcher's duel with Marcus Stroman. That's where we're going to be, I guess. But um, that's how the Diamondbacks are going to kind of win this series, I think. They do have their good starters lined up to face the Blue Jays. They have Zach Greinke going tomorrow, and they have Robbie Ray on Sunday. So it's almost imperative for the Blue Jays to actually get a win in this first game against Merrill Kelly, who is the weakest link of the three, especially when you have your ace on the mound. Like if you can't get Marcus Stroman to run off of Merrill Kelly, then I, I mean, there's, there's going to be another rant, (laughs) plain and simple. And I do like that the Blue Jays have been working Kelly a little bit. Um, Eric Sokar just popped out. So um, they've gotten 43 pitches out of Merrill Kelly in three innings of work. Marcus Stroman, on the other hand, his pitch count is at 33. 21 of them have been for strikes. He's been very efficient so far, which is exactly what you want to see out of Marcus Stroman. That means he's getting those ground balls that he thrives on. That means he's getting defense as evidenced by uh, catching Christian Walker, um, trying to steal second. Um, I will admit Danny Jansen's been solid defensively, if nothing else. Um, it's just the issues with the bat that are glaringly obvious. And honestly, he should probably go back to AAA to work on it a bit more. But who else is going to start at catcher for this team? So keep being great defensively, Danny. But yeah, if the if the Blue Jays want to do to Arizona what Arizona's probably gonna do to them 
they have to be able to keep those guys off the bases because there is a lot of speed on this Arizona team with Jared Dyson, uh, Kettle Marte, Eduardo Escobar is deceptively fast. Um, so, but it's imperative that they keep those legs off the bases where they have the potential to do a lot of damage against the young Blue Jays team. So, so far they're doing that. Um, I look forward to seeing if they can maintain this pace and, you know, I'll probably be down 2-0 by the time I, y'all are listening to this, if you're listening to it before the Raptors game. But that is the beauty of baseball, I guess, and recording at this time, which our time has come to an end for this week. So just want to thank you to uh, Chris and Karen and Violet and Rob for submitting those uh, comments, those thoughts, those questions. Again, y'all are the lifeblood of this podcast, so thank you for doing that. Um, A reminder, if you want to get involved with this podcast in that manner, uh, follow me at NeoAC18. That's NeoAC18. Just submit questions, comments, whenever you want to do that. Happy to answer them. Happy to talk, Blue Jays. Follow the podcast at Locked on Jays on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Or I can bank them for after the Raptors game. Whatever you want to do. Um, I recommend using Himalaya. It's a free podcast app that uh, it's pretty easy to use and it curates podcasts for you. So, you know, you don't have to go searching through the ever-expanding world of podcasts. It will find ones for you that you will like. So check out Himalaya. You can also subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple, whatever the heck they're calling it now. I guess just podcasts, which is pretty freaking presumptuous Apple. So um, yeah, subscribe to the podcast, give a rate and review if you so desire. And yeah, um, I will be back next week to continue talking Blue Jays with y'all, hopefully celebrating a Raptors championship. I mean, I can dream, right? Um, But yeah, hopefully also celebrating a Blues Stanley Cup championship because I have too many Bruins fans in my family and they don't need any more happiness. So um. Oh, there we go. Kettle Marte just singled. So now Kettle Marte is on base. So, you know, try and keep him away from second base. Anyway, for everyone here at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm still Ryan Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.